That's ticket green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. That's ticket green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. That's ticket green, you know what I mean? Yeah, everything I want and yeah, everything I need. Welcome to another illustrious episode of the High Flyers Wrestling Podcast. It is I, Dumb. And no, I'm not gonna Joe Buck you, my my brother. Here with me is my tag team partner in crime, the one and only Terry. What is going on, sir? Nothing much, my good brother. What's going on with you? Um, actually, quite a, a good 24 hours for for AEW. I want to say. Um, I am a fan of these little short 30 minute episodes of you know what I'm saying AEW Dark, especially when it's not really a lot that you need to recap. So, you know, with this one, we had the debut of Diamante. Took out your girl, Big Swole. You know, it was emanating live from you, so I had to throw up to you one time. They had all the cocaine sex parties. But um, honestly, I like I liked the match. Um, I thought it was a pretty solid match. You know, they haven't really just had a lot of interaction with each other that we know of. So, I mean, as far as Diamante's uh, first debut match on AEW, it was pretty good. And it is good to see Big Swole get the dub. I know you want to talk about that that finisher, man. So, yeah, man. Big Swole. That was all she, Swole mentality, right, sir, fam? That was straight Swole mentality, fam. Like, so Big Swole has this finisher called Dirty Dancing. And basically it's a spinning forearm shot. And in the in the, the day and age where we have Judas, the Judas effect, the women's right, um Natalia's trash ass disc is clothesline. Oh, I forgot about that. And yeah, you know, the like carpet the, the, disc is clothesline. The ripcord, like lariats and shit like that, that we have. Dirty Dancing is probably the most vicious out of all of their moves because the way she like connects after she winds up is is because she follows all the way through, and it's not much weight that she throwing behind it, but she throws about all one twenty one thirty that she is behind that hook. And you feel it, and you out like a light, like a light. All right, chill out, Aubrey. Um, but no, I agree with you. It is, it is a fantastic finisher, man. Like, and like I said, it's all it's, it's good to see her get. You know what I'm saying? A win too, because with that the way the women's division is, like they've been doing a good job, in my opinion. Like lately, kind of like just you know showcasing them, like really. More one-on-one matches would be better than having all these, you know what I'm saying, fatal four-ways, you know what I'm saying, and stuff like that, because it's easier, in my opinion, to be able to kind of connect, you know what I'm saying, with certain competitors that they just one-on-one, especially when you don't know who they are, instead of, like, just spreading them all out and then, like, having to, like, pick two spots. Right. And I'll only other um, alternative, I would say, than, like, one-on-one would be, like, a tag team match. Because you can still, everybody can still get their spots in properly in the tag team match because, you know, you have those one-on-one moments more so than all four women in the ring at one time. Right. Agreed. 
And in the main event of the evening, I said AEW Dark is two matches. Like they know they getting it. We'll be an hour when we need to be in 30 minutes when you know what I'm saying it calls for it. But Strong Heart took on Jurassic Express. Not even just an AEW, probably one of my favorite, you know what I'm saying, tags and wrestling right now. Even though I, you know, I know how you feel about a, a couple of those individuals, but they got the win over Strong Hearts. Um, you know. Marco Stunt did Mark match. Yeah, the match was fantastic. And I actually do like strong hearts though. Even when what was that? All in, all out when they first um mm-hmm. like I like what I saw then. So, but come on, fam, trying to chop and you know, trying to chop and back rate Luchasaurus ain't gonna get you the results that you think you're gonna get. So Jurassic Express ended up getting the win, and that was basically AW Dark. One time for the newly signed Taz on commentary. I'm glad to see that he is going to stick around. Um, now, they said A.W. Dark's not going nowhere, so I'm assuming that's going to be like the second show that ended up being televised. Yeah, so, but it's going to be less wrestling, more backstage type shit. So you probably will get like one of the two matches, if that. So basically how and, it is now. Yeah, but a little bit more watered down than now. Because you got to include commercials and all that. Oh, yeah, that's right. But, I mean, either. I mean, regardless, it's still a good thing for AEW because it doesn't oversaturate their product by, you know, forcing them to have to do Dark Dynamite plus a third show. But it still gives them another opportunity for national exposure. I personally feel like, though, they should have possibly created another show. Yeah, and left dark alone just because dark is an awesome thing. Dark, honestly, is what has NWA power doing as good as it's doing. I agree because before dark, nobody was really just full fledgedly watching wrestling on YouTube like that. Even the pre shows, most times, most of us have the network, so we watch the hell of the network or we'll watch it on Facebook before we just hop on YouTube to watch it. Yeah, it's true. I, I, I'm respectful as hell because we're not going to spend or talk about a 30 minute episode of AW Dark and not talk about the beautiful, the curvaceous, the gorgeous, the fantastic, the beautiful Dasha Gonzalez. I'll leave that to you. I'm sorry. Well, I will gladly fawn over Dasha. I will. Because Lord knows she was wearing the hell out of that floral dress. Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes, you. Mm-hmm. Like, even if y'all go to being on TNT, TBS, True TV, whatever y'all decide to put the show on, since Turner has so many different channels now, leave Dasha and Tony Schiavone as the host of Dark. <sighs> Tony Schiavone is such a lucky guy. Man. Well, he wasn't too lucky on Wednesday, but. Well, Tuesday he was lucky. Yeah, enough. that's true. Um, so as far as AW Dark go, I mean, you know, I give it a solid, solid B. It, it did what it well. Actually, I give it an A because it did what it had to do. Short yeah. to the point, you know what I'm saying? Didn't oversaturate with a long ass recap. So yeah, I give it an A. Yeah, same. Anytime we get to see Dasha, is a wonderful night for me. Now, 24 hours later. On a fantastic cruise, AW from Nassau, Bahamas. 
AEW Dynamite was taking place on the Jericho Cruise. And look, man, I'm we've given AEW kind of a lot of shit for like certain production issues and things like that. But yo, the cruise looked fantastic on television, dog. Like, I will say the production was on point. And I could also just be because I'm a fan of like theme shows like this, you know, like Bass at the Beach and like like Halloween Havoc and like, you know, stuff like this. But I was really impressed with, you know what I'm saying, the production of AEW Dynamite throughout the whole two-hour show. Same. It was a, a big step up from Bash at the Beach because I felt like they kind of uh, cut corners a little bit as far as, like, the production value because true they weren't, you know, WCW actually at the beach, but y'all could have went a little bit more, like, yeah, low key was WWE and it up with some sand and a few beach balls, shares. Yeah, we at the beach. Yeah, and then that, we're still in our arena. Then I had that one chick that was just sitting in the bikini, like the whole show, not doing nothing but just smiling. They could at least have her walking across the ring, like you know, the boxing or like a UFC ring girl or something, just you know. <laughs> but back scratcher, back scratcher, anything. The, the thing that surprised me the most was the fact that they had Pyro on the cruise. I'm sorry, but the fans that were sitting on long entrance ramps are brave individuals. Yeah, because... Because throughout the night, even the wrestlers, you could tell, was like, I don't know. Like, yeah, you see, Marco got hit, you know what I'm saying? A well, couple Marco's... I feel like th- that one was just perfect, period, because it fits with the whole Jurassic thing. Them True. Not being used to the, the whole pyro thing. Because even Jungle Boy was like that on uh, on Luchasaurus' back. You know what? You're right. But I agree, because it wasn't really a lot of space. You know what I'm saying? Then they had that, Man. you know what I'm saying, that long ramp, too. Jericho, when he came out, you know, he walked out. When I closed pretty boys because of the smoke and shit. Yeah, I already knew. He was just like, all right. Like, <laughs> like, like, Jake, I need you to get me to the ring. Jake, get me to the hospital. <laughs> but um, it jumped off with, you know what I'm saying, the AEW Tag Team Championship match between Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. And, yo, I don't know what they discussed backstage. I know they said they were, were going to have a gentleman contest last week, but. It was a lot of force behind them clotheslines, especially coming from Frankie Kazarian, fam. Well, so they already knew because I remember, I think it was later after this match, but the beer was free on the cruise. It was all inclusive. You fighting Hangman Page. All inclusive beer means this nigga already drunk. So nah, fuck that. I'm going to hit you hard before you got a chance to forget and hit me hard. And look, Kenny Omega and Hangman, they was they was ready for it. They definitely returned the favors, like, you know, quite a few times. But um the match itself, it was it was what you expect. And I hate saying that because it made just making it seem like it was just like a the tag team match was phenomenal, to be honest with you. I mean, it was elite. It's the fucking it's, elite. And I know that's, that's why you expect. So I mean that's why I, I just we know what you meant, but to right. everybody else, I get why you explain it. Exactly. That means the match was phenomenal. Um I am happy to see that Hangman Page ended up getting the dub for the team. He ended up hitting uh, Scorpio Sky, a.k.a. Vince Carter, 
<clears throat> with a buckshot lariat on the outside of the ring. What you're not going to do is disrespect Scorpio Sky like that. So you're trying to tell me he don't look like how Vince Carter look right now in his 21st season in the NBA. I hate you so much because them niggas 20 years apart in you in age. Exactly. That means Vince Carter literally been playing basketball half of Scorpio Skyline. But anyway, back to the master. I said, you know, Hangman Page, hit Scorpio Sky with a buckshot leverage on the outside, hit Frank Tazarian with a buckshot leverage on the inside of the ring, and ended up getting the win. One, two, three. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega are your new AEW tag team champions. And even before Hangman Page got a chance to celebrate, you know, Young Bucks came out there and be elite, be the elite. I can kind of feel, I kind of feel, you know, Hangman Page is, you know what I'm saying, annoyance. Because as soon as he seen him, he was just looking like, like, y'all didn't do nothing with y'all, you know what I'm saying, why y'all out here celebrating. So, Hangman Page being the new formed alcoholic that he is. New went form. To, well, the, the newly publicized alcoholic that he is. Um, went to the crowd, got some yeast. And look, man, and it, it could be a prisoner of the moment situation, but he probably had one of the best championship celebrations I done seen because he literally body was body surfing while drinking a beer all the way up to the top of the entrance ramp. Well, it wasn't all the way up because he was done with the, the beer about halfway through. He well, he got body surfed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, the beer was gone. Like He, he chugged that bitch. <laughs> and was not playing no game. Cowboy shit going on. And I, and I was fine with it. And I like the fact that I know people was like, well, you know, I don't really like the whole makeshift team for one. They're not really technically a makeshift team because they've been the same stable with each other for, you know, what I'm saying? elite, elite. The elite. So for y'all saying they're a makeshift team, y'all stupid for that. But you can take any one of them people and put them together and they technically attack team. Exactly. You can be Matt and Cody. It can be Nick and Kenny. It can be Hangman and Marty. Either way it goes. All as a tag team. So shut the fuck up. It's good to see Kenny Omega, you know what I'm saying, get his first, you know, first taste of uh, gold in AEW. So that's that's a good sign. Something we've been calling for, you know what I'm saying, like basically since close to the end of last year. You know, like, all right, cool. Y'all been doing y'all thing, putting people over, but now it's time for y'all to get gold. Now, Here's where I think the heel turn is probably gonna happen. Because we can already we already know Hangman Page is gonna turn heel. And I mean, might as well just go ahead and cover it now. Uh basically later on in the night, they end up, you know, talking with the young books, and Hangman makes a fantastic comment that he basically thought that the young books was gonna win the tag goal first. And rightfully so. Because I think we so, all thought the same thing. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, we knew SCU was going to drop sooner or later, but I doubt any of us actually pre- predicted Hangman and, and Kenny winning. Because honestly, I thought this was just going to add to the to the tension between them, you know what I'm saying? Not them actually like winning gold. Especially but this- after Hangman hit him with that buckshot lariat. And I know it was an accident, but he meant that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Cause 
But um, so what I'm thinking is they probably gonna end up wrestling the Young Bucks for the tag titles, and Young Bucks probably gonna end up winning it like off of them, and then that's when Hangman is gonna probably be like, man, fuck this shit, and then mm-hmm. just turn on everybody. But as far as like the storytelling goes, I know like people been giving like AEW kind of a lot of flack for like them not being able to like you know tell stories. Like I'm liking Which I the disagree with. So do I. But you know how the IWC is sometimes. But the the long term storytelling that they've been doing with this whole Hangman page, like character transformation in general. Because honestly, like for people like us who watch Marina Honor, I think we you could probably always kind of say he was kind of like. OG Seth Rollins as far as like fantastic in the ring, but character was kind of like, you know, it needed some tweaking. Right. And so just to kind of see him grow into like the person that he is now, even though he's probably going to end up looking like the Sandman, um, you know, if he continues to go down this route. But I mean, because shit, later on that night, he was drinking whiskey. So <sighs> that's a lot of brown. Yeast was whiskey, man. Yeast? It's whiskey. You know, we drank, you should be, boy, I bet you Jerry Jones love Hangman Page. But um, <laughs> up next, we had your girl, Dr. Britt Baker, MD. DMD. My bad, Dr. DMD. Medical dentistry, get it right. Touche. She took on Priscilla Kelly in her debut singles match. You know, she was in the Royal Rumble back there all in. So um, the match was fine. Like, once again, yeah. I didn't have no issue with, with the match. It was a good showing for Priscilla Kelly. You know, Rick Baker got the dub. And, yeah, it wasn't a lot of sloppiness. It was no, you know, a lot of botches. Um, yeah, solid match all around. So, how did you feel about Dr. Britt Baker getting the dub and her um, post-match promo? Um, So, you know, I'm a Britt Baker fan. So, anytime the doctor wins, I'm okay with it. So y'all gave Brandy flat, <laughs> but y'all gonna let Britt make it because this shit was trash. Like everybody's not meant to be a heel, nah. And she's one of them people because that heel turn promo was for people. So Horrible. bad. Can I add for to her that? to be Mrs. Uh, for her to be Mrs. Adam Cole? That was disrespectful to Adam Cole. The messy part about that is I was over here thinking about that. Like, damn, Adam didn't teach you no promo tips. Like, nah, fam. Like, it, if anything, you should at least put put Tony Schiavone in the lockdown. Yo, the promo was so bad that they went to commercial while she was still talking. Exactly. J- JR was just like, ah, I, you know, saying that's enough. Of, I've had enough of this. So we're going to go ahead and go to the commercial. <laughs> like, you know how, how bad that it has to be for them to just be like hey hey go ahead just throw it to commercial like it yeah i don't like it. even like tony Giovanni, like mouth like if you can see him mouth like what the fuck? like he like like it started off all right like yeah when she called him a shitty barista i'm like okay maybe this maybe this could actually go somewhere <sighs> and then literally after that i stopped caring because nothing else she said stuck once she once she went to the I'm the hottest girl on the boat, I was just like, yeah. And I'm like, um, did you not see little mama sitting ringside in that blue? So that kind of supports your 
point, even with like, you know, we were talking about like, you know, unscripted promos for like Raw and stuff. So Britt Baker would support your point on the fact that maybe everybody doesn't need to go, you know, full reign because that sounded like that was just her trying to think of some shit off the top of her head and it it didn't work. Did not work. It didn't it didn't work at all. But we got a double dose of Jurassic Express this week because they took on Santana and Ortiz and Le Champion Chris Jericho. And Which, thank you, Jesus, that they took on Chris Jericho because that means that they was going to lose. There's no way in hell Jericho loses on his own cruise, right? Nah, nah. I knew, yeah, I mean, I knew once they announced the match that Jericho was going to end up getting the dub, but props to everybody on well props to the people in that crowd that was singing judas during chris jericho's entrance you can tell it you can tell he wasn't even expecting either because when he got in the ring he kind of had that you know how they be like trying to like smile but like not smile because they know they're on tv so he just hit him with the you know walking down the ring when they uh and they was like um like december he was like Wait a minute. And then he's like, oh shit, sparkles, smoke. I got walking up, get burnt at the same time. Right. Cause you, I, I, if they would just had like a dynamite, you know what I'm saying, with a bigger space, he probably would have like soaked that reaction up for a little bit before he decided to walk to the ring. Yeah. But it kind of worked out better because, you know, they were able to cut it off when they were, when they did. So the crowd was able to keep going. That's true. But, um, you know, far as the match go, Jungle Boy took the majority of the offense. Um, you know, Marco Stunt came out there with a you know good old life preserver vest. I ain't gonna lie, when I seen that, the first thing I said was that would be me because we are around a bunch of water and I can't swim. So I need all the floaties. Um, I'm not finna be jacking the Titanic. Like, bitch, you gonna move off this dope or you gonna scoot over? No, nah, we gonna share that bitch. No, nah, seriously though, you like we gonna, gonna share that bitch. Or I'm not finna swim over here to you with it. Nah. So let me know what we gonna do now while I'm out like while we in the process of the water so I know which way I need to be trying to swim. Either nah, towards you get to the water. Fuck that. While I'm in that room drawing your titties, I'm gonna be asking you these questions. So hypothetically speaking, if this bitch was to crash and it was only one door, would we share that bitch or would you selfishly keep it for yourself? Well, you know, Jack, see, once you started off like that, that I already tell you you're gonna be on some, some selfish shit, some shit. So you know what? You just get the draws and dip. Exactly. But solid six-man tag. Um, it wasn't just really a lot of, you know, outside the ring shenanigans. You know, Jake Hager did Jake Hager things, but shit. He took a meme from he took a meme to the face. So it was mostly just, you know what I'm saying, the six gentlemen that was in the ring. So as far as the magic go, I liked it. Um that was probably one of Chris Jericho's better Judas effects that I've seen him do. Yeah. I mean, he, right now, the nigga's literally at elbow level, so it helps. I mean, that's true. But, like, the ones he was hitting on Hang, like, he hit on Hangman Page, though, I think I still feel like those are the best Judas effects I've seen him do. Agreed. But this one was kind of like, you know, a Judas effect out of nowhere. And, you know, got the one, two, three for his squad. And, yeah, man, Inner Circle got the – I actually want to say – Imagine the ten, the temper tantrum Jericho would have had if Marco Stunt would have pinned him. Especially when he kept rolling them up. Like, I know we talk shit about the most devastating move in sports entertainment. That's been one of the few times I would have been okay with it. Yeah, 
because it made sense. And that's like literally the only way you could really see Marco's stunt, like pinning Chris Jericho. That he also hit a beautiful four fifty split. Truly. He also hit a beautiful four fifty splash, by the way. Yeah. On Chris, even when he pinned Chris Jericho, I was like, boy, you look so damn. Look, I know it's different strokes for different folks, fam, but besides his size, man, how can you just really hate Marco Stunt? I mean, Marco, maybe not as much. Jungle Boy, yeah. Like, I imagine you look so hurt. But you got to get Jungle Boy, fam. <laughs> like I said, Luchasaurus or something. Well, that's true. No Luchasaurus slander would be would be tolerated at all. I understand that, you know, you fuck with a boy and his dinosaur. Moving come and save, Come and save them from that trash-ass name. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that was horrible. Um, MJF took on Joey Danella. You know, match was decent. Um, You know, MJF got the dub. The post-match shenanigans was probably the best part. You know, young MJF cut his typical MJF promo. And, yeah. So, as far as this whole segment, because I'll I'll leave the post, you know, I'll leave the elite shenanigans to you because we saw a lot of the elite, and rightfully so. But as far as the MJF, Joey Janela, the elite segment as a whole, how was you feeling about it? The match itself, it was all right. I mean, nothing really found home about. But... First of all, MJF is fucking awesome. The whole entrance segment of him fucking with the crowd. He shout out somebody else who had on who had a Louis Vuitton scarf. He did the suck it taunt to somebody on the other side of the crowd. Oh, before that though, he made his caliber kiss his ring when he first came out. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then he made Justin Roberts kiss it too. Somebody gonna get herpes. <laughs> <laughs> All these different people kissing the ring. Oh, mono. Ooh, it's even worse. But, you so know. Post match, you know, basically we get MJ, MJF talking shit about, you know, Cody and their match that they're building towards. And if you talk shit about Cody, don't get mad at time before Cody comes out. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this might be the first time that Cody didn't come from under the ref. Maybe the second, because I feel like on one another one of their shows, they they didn't when they had the other ramp like that, he didn't come up from underneath. I don't think. I think he just yeah when he first uh, walked out with Orrin Anderson, he didn't. Oh no, okay. yeah. So yeah, but I'm, it was a it was a nice reprieve to actually see him walk like a normal. You said the VP fan, you gotta have it, you gotta you gotta let him know. Man, fuck all that. <laughs> That's like Triple H getting a WrestleMania interest every damn time. And y'all know you're gonna come out on a bike because he's too lazy to walk to the ring. I mean I don't blame because them interest rounds be long as shit at WrestleMania. But so basically, Cody comes out and MJF gets in his face, saying, you know, all the, the typical heel shit because Cody can't touch him because if Cody touches him, then the match is off. Cody reminds him that, yeah, I can't touch you, but someone else can. 
the Young Bucks come out and proceed to pick MJF up and carry him and toss him in the pool. After delivering a beautiful double super kick. Beautiful. Honestly, the Young Bucks probably, as far as current in the business, best super kick. Them and Adam Cole. I'm not mad at that. Dolph used to be up there, but lately Dolph's has lost a little steam on his super kick. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I can't think of nobody else right now. Which is crazy considering how many people does a fucking super kick these days. Every fucking body in their mama. These big shows out there throwing well, well, well for big shows more of a thrust kick. It wasn't really <laughs> it wasn't really a super kick. Like that RVD kick. Oh, Tommy Dreamer to the chest. The main events of the evening I highly enjoyed between Pac and John Moxley, a.k.a. Solid Snake, because he came out there with the eye covered up. You know what I'm saying? They was on a, And I just want him to come out of full pirate gear. But, you know, I'll take that. Um, yeah, as far as the match, it's... I don't even know how to describe it. I would say just go watch it if you have not because these two was beating the shit out of each other. And shout out to John Moxley. I'm going to call him by his slave name. Um, the fact that he is legit selling his eye like he can't see and had it covered. Now, I don't know if you could actually see through the gauze a little bit at first before you know he popped a little blood pack that he had enough but one eye your death perception is thrown off and everything and he ain't miss it he ain't miss a step at all nah because pat could have easily just like just came with nothing but left hands <laughs> that's what i would have been on some bullshit <laughs> attack that left side like a mug the whole match fam and would have just been good with it but like you said the match was cool um you know john mice oh how could we not acknowledge the fact that chris jericho is on commentary just being chris jericho so disrespectful for that and it, it's funny because it's like he's technically feuding with moxley and could potentially have a match with pop with, with pop yet he's still building up both the guys in the ring and that's how you and, and that's how you do it Especially considering, honestly, neither one of them even needed like a Chris Jericho, you know what I'm saying, stamp of approval or whatever. But that's how you build. That's also how you build up challengers for your title, Brock. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't nobody look believable like to face Brock. But like when you got your champion, you know what I'm saying, basically being like, yeah, I mean, they good, but I still got a plan to whoop both of their ass. And I also like the fact that he was still also a heel because he was just like, hey, man, that's why I got the inner circle. Basically letting you know that, yeah, they good, but still going to be four on one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Either way. But Mox ended up getting the win after hitting, you know what I'm saying, the paradigm shift, a beautiful paradigm shift. Got the one, two, three. It is officially going to be Chris Jericho versus John Moxley at Revolution in February for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. The main event as a whole, give me your thoughts on that. No words. It was fucking awesome. That's all I got. 
that's really all that needs to be said. And honestly, I will say, um, sorry to interrupt, but I would. it probably worked out for Pac better that he didn't win because, you know, he does want that rubber match with Kenny Omega. So now we get Kenny versus Pac, hopefully, at Revolution. But who knows since Kenny's tag champ now. Maybe he does pull a double duty that night. But eventually we are going to have to get that match, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I was about to say, that could be a main event of Dynamite. So it doesn't really technically have to be a pay-per-view match, but, yeah, it could. It could main event dark, but, you know, they ain't going to. They ain't gonna give that to us for free, free. Nah, you got yeah. We're gonna need all eyes on that match because yeah, that'll be a fantastic match. So um, all in all, just like with AW Dark, I give Dynamite a solid A. Yeah, agree. Besides the Britt Baker, you know, promo, I didn't really have too many issues with this episode of Dynamite. There was no audio issues. The production was on point. Especially considering, yeah, I disagree with you on that one. Well, I ain't going to say none because at times it was kind of low. Nah, fuck all that. Um, I blame the crowd for they they, they cursing. But <laughs> yeah. that sensor button was used way too much. I should have just really just muted the crowd altogether. Yeah. Yeah, I muted the crowd. Then every five seconds. Especially like during MJL's promo, you know? Yeah, they was letting him have it, yo. They was not letting him make it whatsoever. I'm sorry, we I can't even we can't even fully fought the crowd because this isn't your typical wrestling crowd. Mm-hmm. A fucking cruise with all inclusive drinks. So free at that. They lit. So of course they gonna enjoy themselves. In a much smaller environment too, when you think about it. Yeah, so not you really can like just spread the sound around. I doubt it. So that's, that's if, good if there's no kids, I'm not gonna censor myself around other adults. No, not at all. And I'm and I want to say it probably wasn't. It probably wasn't. You can hear all these curse words. Fuck all that shit. Yeah. We about to get live up in this mug. <laughs> we on a cruise. We got wrestling right in front of us. Like, yeah. I can go have a, I can legit go have a drink with Hangman Page right now. You take us a shot of whiskey. Who wouldn't want to, you know, who wouldn't want to do that? Yeah, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be on that next, uh, yeah. Yeah. Next sure. year, we definitely going to be, tell kid me. like, to be up in that bug, because it's going to be in February, too. That's going to be my birthday present to myself. Fuck yeah, everything. <laughs> like, for real. But so yeah, man. I don't know. Fantastic episode of AEW Dynamite. Um, they've been they've been solid. They've been doing pretty good the last couple of weeks. Like you can slowly see them like finally kind of start to get it together. Right. And I mean, we all we all expected growing pains. If you expected them to come out, you know, completely polished day one, then you ass up. Nitro, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Impact, NWA, NWL, uh, MLW, PWG, Stardom, 
all of them, all the first few episodes of every promotion has always had bumps and bruises. Right. And I think Hell, and I, the Offline Wrestling Podcast, go back and watch our first few episodes compared to now and just look at how different it is from just how we flow. Yeah. Everything is like more crisp. You like like you said though, with anything it's gonna be growing page. And I also want to give a like a lot of props to TNT for going ahead and extending their contract. I think that also like was a sigh of relief on them. So they can be like, who I right, we good. You know what I'm saying? We ain't gotta worry about them potentially like getting mad and like, you know, not renewing our contract. So now that they know that they are in the clear to at least 2023. Now I feel like they everybody like officially feels better about like what's going on. So now they can just settle in and you know what I'm saying, like get everything together the way they need to. And I think the last couple of weeks we've been really kind of seeing that. Yeah, agreed. With that being said, let them know where they can find us, sir. You can follow your boys anywhere you get your podcast at High Flyers Podcast. Find us on Facebook at High Flyers Podcast. Go to our Twitter at Podcast Flyers. Make sure you follow that because this weekend, the jokes and shenanigans shall be at an all-time high because yes. we will be together for the Royal Rumble. Lord have mercy. We are not responsible for any laugh bits that you have while reading our Twitters, which for Dom is, un- is at FreshlySnipes21. For me, it's underscore Bobby Digital. And until next time, when our NXT... Recap, Rascal Waves, Too Sweet, Top Guys is out.